Shane, you gonna join us? Because there's something about you, babe. Well, no, let's do it again. Two, three, four, babe. Oh, sorry. Oh. See, okay, this is we, we lost our. You our had yeah. time is you money. Had Thirty gentlemen. minutes to rehearse. Yeah, and I nothing. Know. Well, yeah, in my head, we were rehearsed. Dulcet tones. Yeah, it's on the cutting room floor. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. It's been weird. We it's haven't seen each other for a little while, and it's like the, you know, if you have your bingo, get your bingo card out. The weather has been such that it's only stormed on Wednesdays, which is typically the day that we were... it's supposed to storm tonight. It is, even. but I was like, I was like, we got to get it in. I, you know, I was like, what's your health? So We're, 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 we're going to go ahead and bite the bullet and just drive in tonight. Like We did in our air-conditioned... Well, I semi-air-conditioned that weird fan thing's going. Oh, here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that... What, that fan costs like it's, $1,000 and... It's a little bit of it's a little bit of white noise, and really, what's just Dyson about fan? yeah, it's ju- it's just about uh, helping the audience relax. Well, I like the sound of that. Yeah, everybody wants to make sure that their audience. It's is kind of, a, of. A, a, an audio CBD, as it were. That's right. Sure. Oh, we had a we had a long discussion about CBD and CBD I'm, adjacent I'm products uh, prior to opening up the microphones. So. Yeah, Ryan's very chill tonight. True. Ryan's essentially a. A metronome of relaxation. I, I will not be slam dancing this evening. Are you backwards up. masking the show? Listen to DJ Screw. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the show. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Kevin. Somebody likes it. Yeah, got a, got a little factoid, little nugget here. Um, apparently, uh, streams of heavy metal grew 154% over the past year. It's apparently the fastest growing streaming segment. So <laughs> I worked with this girl in Indiana in like mid to late 90s, and she was like crestfallen that all like all the eight, the 80s hairband phenomenon had like gone away. And she yeah. was like... It's coming back, I guarantee. Wait, how long ago is this? Like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Like 20 plus, like 21, 22, Well, everything like comes back around but, if you wait long enough. Well, she was she was just convinced, you know, she was still rocking the acid wash and like convinced that like, no, that's the best music and it will come back around. You just wait and see. And I was just like, you're insane, woman. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I would, I would think that some would argue that it never went away, Ryan. Well, for her, it never did. For a lot of those people taking the T-tops off their Trans Ams and driving them around the lake. like The, you know. the little wispy mustache. Yeah. That, the, that, that the stuff feathered never hair. went away. No, it yeah. didn't. How no, yeah. about I, this? My money was on Jungle. That's not the fastest growing. No, it was like, no, it was like. Uh, jungle? Yeah, you know yeah. that subset of no, I electronic. Drum and bass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, I'm no, it's like it's heavy metal, 154% increase. Then J-pop was 133%. No, that yeah. That's because of K-pop. Yeah. And then uh, and then drops all the way down to R&B slash soul at 68%. K-pop actually 58% increase, so it's not that. It no, the, like the people are hearing about J-pop because, through, because uh, of K-pop. Right. Well, I want to say one one thing before. Oh, you had something to Ryan, is it, is it you that... 
I've made fun of for being into getting jiggy with it before. Are you the person? Oh, I do like that song. Okay. As, as, as well as other Will Smith solo canon uh, contributions. I have a mea culpa. Okay. On the way over here tonight, I was... You're going to see me and raise me? No, I'm not going <laughs> to raise you. <laughs> just no. call. Somebody, I've made yeah. fun Somebody, of you just over the call. course of, of many shows for this. I was driving... Uh, Skyler's car over here tonight, and when I got in the car, she has the radio set preset on a, uh, like, a, not an old-school hip-hop, but, like, mostly 90s and early 2000s hip-hop, and that song came on, and I was like, I've never actually heard it, uh-huh. not that I can remember, and I was like, it's pretty good, and then, and then, it he, is. And, and then, and then he, and then he says, getting jiggy with it, I was like, I, I, I mean, it's a dumb chorus. No, no, it's a good song. But I'm, it's a good song. I'm telling you, mea culpa, you were yeah, right. Dude. I wasn't wrong. I enjoyed well, the song I, very much. I, I've only heard it once. Dude, that's all it takes. Okay. It well. uh, took me becoming an adult and being removed from it being its ubiquity. Okay, getting jiggy-witted is a fucking stupid thing. Well, and I think Al was. Gore said it once, and it just ruined it. When he was doing the Macarena? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Man, uh, I remember that. Okay. Anyway, stiff. I just had to tell you. Well, I'm glad right. you finally came around. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I won't say came around. Uh, just I, w- I would queue up uh, "Summertime" and "Welcome to Miami." I've heard Next. both of those songs very many times, and I didn't enjoy either of them anywhere near as I did <clears throat> getting jiggy with it. Benvenido Ami Ami. That's a terrible <laughs> song. Jenny Lewis has a new album out, guys. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she sure does. Jiggy Lewis. Is, is that, that, that uh, Jiggy Lewis? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Mash up somebody out there, please. Mike Stevens, do this. Yes, our, our good DJ friend in West Texas. Lewis. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, sure. There's the there's the collaboration everybody's she's, been waiting she's for. She's coming for ACL. Maybe we can work something out with her. So so you're talking about Jenny Lewis. Jenny oh, Lewis. Is she that child actress? Yes. Okay. I don't know. It's she that's was such a but generic well, name. Well, isn't yeah, it? that is a generic name. Generic name. Yeah. She uh, was. Lady of uh, Rilo Kylie. Yes, yes. Uh, who I believe you introduced me to. I don't know. Maybe not. No, I, yeah. And, uh, well, we'll and we have, uh, yeah. Kevin and I went to a Rilo Kylie show at Emos. That's true. That's true. Yeah, anyway, she, she's been around for a while. She has. And she has a new record out. She does. And, and we listened to it for this, ep- this week's episode. And what's the name of the record, Mark? Uh, on the Line, I believe. It yes. is On the Line. It is On the Line. Oh, you were quizzing me. I was just trying to get you See? involved in the show. Okay, all right, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate that because I'm usually pretty quiet. Sure, yeah. I don't know. Let me check my files. Yeah, it's on the line. <laughs> anyway, yeah, new record out by Jenny Lewis, um, and lots of uh, like she. So, all right. So you're there are going to be opinions. Uh, typically in the show, there are opinions. Yes, that's what, what we're uh, here for. It is, and um, there are. My my general take on this on this album, and I'll we'll unpack this I'm sure as we go, but a, but a little bit of it is there's a lot of like she has done she has done things really well from an indie perspective throughout her career for years decades, and so she's as, essentially it's like she has she's been playing with house money for a long time. I think she's a brilliant lyricist. I think lyrically, this is a really interesting album. I didn't love it musically. Uh, and dude, so I am 100% with you right. on everything you just said. Yeah. I am the like, exact opposite. Okay, that's good. Let's, I think yeah, I am let's too. tear it up. 
All right. Yeah. Well, okay. To second Kevin's emotion, uh, like, okay, and kind of bridge over to Shane a little bit. The melodies, rock solid, way too clean. This record is a sugar cookie. Like, she can write melodies. And uh, I did look up the Pitchfork review, which I don't normally do, but I did after I, I read it and already kind of had formed my opinion. Like, she's very specific in the lyrics, and she can paint a vignette. I'll sure. Give her that. Oh, totally. Yeah. But musically, I kept coming back to, like, the Carpenters and Anne Murray and stuff. Oh, I've, there's so much in there that I, that I kept picking up on. Well, and this is an unfair comparison, admittedly, but it's like there's, there's a little uh, – th- part of me just thought – what if she really like lets this continues to veer down this path where it's like it doesn't seem like she's taking any risks? Then it was like then you end up like then you wake up like twenty years from now and you're Bonnie Raitt, and it's like, I mean that's fine. Bonnie Raitt has a career that makes her plenty of money. Dude, but I don't think she's I don't think she's interesting. This like, is not a dig, but our mother would love this record. Oh, she would. But she's yeah. seventy four years old. Right. Like sure. this is edgy for her. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, that's that's my that's you know. I'm. This is the, perhaps the voice of dissent, but uh, uh, well, I'm with you. Uh, and and so I, w- I will. I will say. I will say this, and then pass the pass the baton over to the fellows who had a different take. Uh, um. Yeah. Wiki wiki, <laughs> Jiggy Lewis. Anyway. Uh, yeah. The you know. I guess the other thing is is like it is too like in terms of. All her pressing all the right buttons for so many years now and playing with house money, like I said at the top, like part of it is like part of the I thought what I perceived to be the problem was it's produced by Beck. Like it's it is really clean. It's very like it is and uh and you know, the two drummers that played on all the and George Harrison's Bangladesh record, one of whom is a Beatle, like it's just uh like it checks a lot of Hollywood boxes. Like a lot of L.A. record, like big record executive boxes that I just don't always think. I just, I it just felt to me like there was an independent voice in the room that said, "Hey, this is lyrically these are really great, but like these songs yeah. aren't that edgy." Why don't we have some like, fun with this? Yeah, it so. just sounded like they tried to polish it to as you know, as much of a sheen as, and throw as much money and star power at it as they possibly could, and they got the most you know perfect little diamond, but it. I don't think it's all that good. And all I of the reviews that I read are platitudes. Yep. So it's like I yeah. am I am not at like I I'm can totally the minority. I can totally like empathize with your 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 comments on it. I understand where you're coming from and you know, you could probably convince me of that as well. I think I went I into try. I went yeah. into listening to it with uh, with a little bit of purposeful naivety. Um I didn't want to expect anything out of it, you know, I um, and I just felt that it was a very pleasant album. Like I, it I, is. I really enjoyed oh, sure. it, and I wasn't really expecting anything edgy. I wasn't trying to to see if it lived up to her ability or or anything like that. Well, just and let me let me just say this, and then I promise I'll shut up. But the the part of the deal is like it's kind of unfair to Jenny Lewis in that like. I the 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 version of Jenny Lewis that I really love are is like some of the early Rilo Kylie stuff when it's yeah. like she like admittedly her delivery is like a little bit more little girl and it's also like a little bit more um like there's a different uh rhythm to it than the way that she sings now and I just didn't cotton to this as much as I did the old stuff but anyway Shane you had a drastically different take 
No, it's pretty much somewhere between like what well, I mean. I absolutely love the production, but I like that stuff. I like I'm not a huge G- Jenny Lewis fan in general. I don't really like the sound of her voice. I can't stand her lyrics. But um, but I've been a fan of several of her songs in the past overall, and like this just sounded great to me. I could listen to this all day long. I don't need it to sound like edgy or punky or whatever. Like to me, it just sounds great. Like I, in fact. If I could take excise her voice out of it and just listen to the music, I would have given this an A as as it was. It's probably a C um, because of that. Because I don't. Well, think and I think her voice is kind of. It's. I it's mean, it's there, and she hits notes. It's there, and it. Yeah, exactly. but there's not really anything to distinguish it from anything else. But I mean, it's, it's like it's like. Voice and that's over. kind of how I've always felt personally, and like, but that's like you don't like albums that sound like this. Like I like. To me, I mean, there's some, there's, there, what was uh, the, the first, uh, I can't remember the, I don't have my stuff right now, uh, the song that's, there's two piano songs back to back. I mean, and those songs are was just gorgeous. Party Clown, I think. The uh, one before Party Clown. like Dogwood. Yeah, Dogwood. I mean, this is a beautiful song, like, production-wise, but, like, it, the lyrics get a little bit trite quite a bit, and, um, I mean, overall, like, it's a decent listen, like. But I definitely, definitely disagree with you guys. Like, I'm just from what I mean, not you necessarily, but from you two, uh, Ryan and and Kevin. That uh, I don't know. I think I thought the music was just heartbreakingly beautiful. Like it is all the very way through. Clean, I don't mind I, clean personally. Exactly. I think it it's well done clean. Can I make a weird observation? This will be the first time in the history of the show I've ever done that. Yes. Um, one thing that I think is like this is, and this is like this felt like a little bit of a harbinger uh, for some of the criticism that I have of, of uh, essentially what is thoughtful details. Um, if you look on, if you go like try and dig up the record and listen to it through on YouTube, the single has a full video, but for all of the other tracks from this record, there's an individual shot that fits a thematic whole, which I thought was actually pretty smart, and I've never seen it done before. Like just this, like essentially like a picture of Jenny Lewis in like a, you know, the same dress in a different pose, like per song. And I was like, that's actually really smart, rather than the way that YouTube sometimes does and throws away, throws away basically just it's like a whatever the album cover is, and you get that for all the tracks. Now that may be nitpicking. But it it struck me as like indicative of the attention to detail mm-hmm. overall with this record, whether you like it or didn't care for it. Well, I mean, yeah, we're getting to the point where like people are definitely realizing in promotional world, like, hey, like there's this where people are gonna get a lot of their. So let's not just do either a fan stuff or different videos, but let's do you know something where it looks different and people can go and we'll access keep the that. eyeballs. Sure, exactly. Anyway, so what is the single Red Bull and Hennessy? It is. That's a good yeah. song. Yeah, that's all right. You know, like I, there's nothing to hate here, right? Yeah. I think I walked away with that same thing. There's nothing to hate. Like I, yeah, I, I sure. think that we come from two different places. C plus. But, you know, eh, I'll give a C plus. Yeah, yeah. You want to play that, Mark? What do you want to play? I would like to start off with the first track, just because that's that's where, well, at least I came in. To listening to the album, I don't know if you guys listen to them in order or not, but uh, I like to start I with did. the middle of the fourth track. Yeah, 
Well, I, I do like this first track. It's sure. called yeah. Head's Gonna Roll. Let's listen to that. Okay. Even though we were just friends, I think of us as bookends, and I'm gonna love you till I die. And you think you're going to heaven, and that I'm going to hell, and that I'm going I think that I've heard a lot of albums in the last year and a half that are definitely influenced by those first two John F- Father John Misty records, like Clean, oh, sure. Produce, Strings, Piano, Upfront, like with but heavy, like good sounding heavy drums. Like I mean, there's no way I can hear that and not have a takeaway from that that uh, that well, he's and been he influential he in the on that a little bit because he's so in some cases funny and self-deprecating mm-hmm. where hers is a little bit more earnest anyway sorry Shane. it's just a, no 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 you're i think but you're right it's just an example of like pr- production styles like what's what's in vogue currently what's that uh section of los angeles that is known for this silver lake no uh well silver no Lake's laurel canyon Com- laurel Compton? canyon but Silver Lake is like where uh, she came from. Laurel Canyon is where she's going. Oh, sure. kind of yeah. a mix of the middle is it? You know, I'm like just calling out areas of Los Angeles. That's like this isn't fucking like joking, the Third Street. I felt, and you guys can laugh at me for this, but I felt like this John Lennon could have written this song. Oh, that's interesting. Well, like, it's, it's that just, piano. It's the piano. Yeah. Maybe it's Ringo Starr being there. I don't know, but like, there just there felt a little bit of uh, of influence there to me. Yeah, the yeah, songs tempo are good. Wise. I mean, they they sound like I just I'm not a huge fan of her voice personally, but like I think overall the song I love the music on this record, but um, but yeah, I mean that makes sense. But also like I think you're walking into like a period of time. It's it's no accident that like over the course of time, like production value, somebody will listen to something and people will like the way that that something sounds, and then stuff it'll perpetuate itself. And this, I think, is in that, which it's kind of in my wheelhouse, personally. I think that's fair. I, I would say it's more of a distillation of what Father John Misty did. but Not just Father John Misty, but yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you go back and listen to that newest, it's a little dancier, but that newest, newest l- local natives thing, um, that's the same thing, like, real clean in your face. Like, oh, that's way dancier and stuff. Like, but, I mean, there's just, you know, over the course of time, I think that, that stuff just filters into the musical consciousness. One of the things that the Rolling Stone uh, take on this record, uh, the reviewer mentions, is that apparently the vocals were laid down in Studio B at Capitol Records, which is where Sinatra used to record. And um, and I guess uh, they used the same piano that Carol King used for Tapestry. So it's like, it's also stuff like that, right? Like it's just... It is their conscious efforts to include musical history, and it's like I, 
Yeah, I, I mean, do. that makes sense. I can hear that. Yeah, but it's but it's like one of those deals. And I'm sure that like if you have access to that, and you're like, hey, here's a record. If you have sold, access to it, you're going to fucking take it. Yeah. Um, but still, you know. Anyway. Is that, is that Does that play into like you're saying about kind of it's so Hollywood? A little. Yeah. Yeah, a little. And, you know, and, and to be fair, like it is or to be to be transparent, maybe it is easy to uh, beat the L.A. scene like a pinata sometimes because it's just it's it doesn't it has there's so much navel gazing. There's it's like it has no self-awareness. true that is there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but clearly like also, you know, I mean, again, the house money thing. She's super talented. She's been at this for a long time. Um, I, I miss I still miss the like sort of sly wink. That was that used to be present in her music. That I don't th- feel doesn't feel like that's here. And that said, like but that's what do just you want to change as, like, a, as a musician? Like, yeah. to, if you're sure. given the opportunity, that's true. I was curious, and I didn't get around to actually looking it up. But like, what format radio is this pitched to? Is this like AAA or is this because it almost seems like adult right. contemporary? I, I don't think they really pitch it to radio anymore. I Jack think they, or Bob they pitch it to streaming and then pitch to fans. Could like, be. I mean, I, mean, I mean, there still are radio stations. You're aware of No, I know, but I mean, they're not really pitching in the same way. Like, they can pitch it out there. Like, yeah, on AAA. For I should it, look well, that see where play. Apple puts it. Yeah, so. I, mean, I don't they, know. It doesn't they list sound, it as alternative. I mean, you could really? say. Yeah. Okay. You could put adult yeah. contemporary, like, however however it sounds to you. If you go back and listen to stuff, like, in the in the mid-'90s, I mean, when people were, like, getting back into that. Like, hey, daddy, swing dance stuff. Like, no, you know, that stuff was on alternative radio. So, uh, yeah, but it kind of came no, out from no, a subculture. No, it was. It was. No, I know, but it yeah. came, it came, no, I'm not disputing you, but yeah. it sort of a, came from a subculture where those bands were like playing clubs with like ska bands. And it, shit. Uh, but, but that doesn't answer, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with how programmers are going to decide, you know, where that, like, Th- that stuff. So are, are her songs coming out of like clubs too that she's playing for people when she's like organizing them and you know get them together? Like it's like it. I think it's honestly pretty badass when people that aren't trying to pitch it to various radio stations don't know who to pitch it to, and it's just it's just gonna sink or swim on you know like it's merits. Yeah, sure. Worth noting that the album, uh, per, Rolling St- per Rolling Stone, the album also features a lot of production and guitar work by Ryan Adams, a face that has uh, a, a fact that hasn't been bold-faced in the marketing bullet points, they <laughs> say. I, I, I was just about to say, like, it's, well, okay. it's like down at the Shove end. Shove that one under the rug. So, uh, to back that up a little bit, when I got out of rehab and I came back on the show and I brought up, like, uh, uh, that... That new collaboration with uh, Connor Ober- Oberst and uh, what was the girl's yeah. name? Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe right. Bridgers, yeah. And like you liked the song, and you were like, "Yeah, but I find Connor Oberst kind of annoying." I was like, "Oh, is that like kind of like the like a Ryan Adams thing?" And you were like, "Oh, well, I mean, that's all different now." And like I didn't know anything about the sex scandal. It happened while yeah. I was getting my head fixed. Sure. And so I didn't know what you were talking about. Well, it turns out he's kind of a bad dude. He's yeah. he's a no good, very bad dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was not already, that's he already a had a reputation. I was going to say, reputation like, is kind of a prick. Yeah, we're not shocked by this, are we? I mean, putting the hands on. Yeah, and I don't know the details, but like, I was like thoroughly not shocked to find out that. Oh, yeah, he also is a bit of a. He's a little molesty. Uh, yeah, so bad. Off topic. Anyway, um, it is interesting that if you 
if you are a, a user of Apple iTunes, uh, on the album page for this, uh, Jenny actually goes does a little bit of a, a liner notes on each track here. So it's kind of interesting to read a little bit of the backstory on all of these songs. Are they you like what it, what they're about? And uh, yeah, kind of how they came up. For instance, this this one, uh, she says, "I'm a big boxing fan, and I basically wanted to write a boxing ballad." Uh, there's a line about the nuns of Harlem. That's her real. Uh, apparently, she ended up uh, hanging out with uh, these nuns in Harlem smoking pot. Together. As one does. Yes. Interesting. Mark, you want to roll another one? Let's roll another one. Why don't we go ahead and hit that uh, that single, um, Red Bull and Hennessy? Hit it. flourishes in that song like you were saying Shane the, the little callback thing and yeah and there's a little distortion on the guitar in there there's you know I'm not gonna there's things to nitpick at I can see yeah, that yeah I'm not gonna dance around the house or anything but like yeah it's fine do you ever sometimes okay <laughs> I don't generally like to have an audience for that oh, do you sure. do like the oh yeah and my tidy whities and my pink Oxford cloth uh, shirt. Yeah, this is already pop. a level of pop collar. Yeah, is it making Tra- you uncomfortable? It transcends my interest. White yeah. crew <laughs> socks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Kevin loves it. Keep on going, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the single. That's, so, that's so uh, she says I was writing this song almost predicting the breakup with my longtime partner, that was Jonathan Rice, uh, while he was in the room. I originally wanted to call it Spark because when that spark goes out in a relationship. It's really hard to get it back. But then I guess sh- maybe she got some sort of underwriting by Red Bull and Hennessy, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not yeah. a bad guess there, ma'am. I mean, seriously, everything else has been sort of uh, polished to a high sheen. <laughs> so, or Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. Hashtag. <laughs> you have to keep afloat today as a musician. I mean, you can. Y- there's only so many, like, different corners you can turn anyway yeah you know that song's fine like it's fine i think uh again I think it's like i think that's our overall take of the whole record collectively. My, my, the other thing fine. is and again it's like i feel like i'm sort of being harsher than it that i really feel about this album but it's like but like the other thing i, I found myself thinking was like all right three years from now right so there's no like there's no buzz around it anymore it's just a work in her library like, how interesting is it? How will it hold up? How will it hold up? And I think the answer is fine. Like, if you put it yeah. in water, it would fine probably is the float. the operative word. Like, yeah. Like, 
Like you'll hear a song like when you're like shopping at HEB and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. that Jamie Lewis record. <laughs> that's a pretty that. good song. Yeah. I should listen to Jamie that record Lewis again. Is great. And then this by the time you get home, you forgot about it. This is HEB shopping music. I'll give you that. Totally. It totally is. Yeah. Or your uh, grocery store of choice in your part of the world. I don't know what 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 are they playing in, in Los Angeles. It's Ralph's. Ralph's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They also sense. have Kroger. They have Kroger's like everywhere except Austin. No. Who's got uh, who's who's got a few minutes with? I do. So yeah, I got the middle of this week, uh, aka a few minutes with. Uh, and something we didn't do at the top of the show is uh, Celebrity Death Watch, and we lost a big one yesterday, I guess, John Singleton, uh, who directed many films, but uh, most notably probably Boys in the Hood. Definitely most notably. Definitely most notably. Fantastic movie. That's really not much of a stretch. You know, that Van Gogh sure could paint some pictures. Uh, yes, Boys in the Hood is a brilliant film. We all know this, but I looked up there soundtrack to see if there was like something to pick apparently you know dude was like 23 when he directed that so they didn't have a lot of money for songs so there's slim pickings on there but i did notice that tony 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 had a track (laughs) on there yeah uh i don't want to pick the one that's on there but they do have a song that i love from back in the day and it's called if i had no loot and i've been meaning to bring that up on this show are you gonna sing that one too i might okay i might bust out i'm pretty sure there's a I was well, tonight. I was Ryan was to Ryan was playing was "Knocking in Boots" by uh, Candyman. Candyman, so, yeah. "Knocking Boots." I love you so. And I was like, "We're not listening to that tonight." He's like, "No, I just like this song." I yeah. do. I want to. I want to slow jam this segment. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, if I had no loot by Tony, 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 let's do it. I Had No Loot by Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, the band with no Tonys. There were no Tonys in that. No Tonys in the band. That I'm pretty sure they don't have any Tony Awards. Uh, but that was... They seem like they're a little tone. Like they, they're, they got they're some pretty tone. They yeah. had some definition going. And they had yeah. some good tone. Sure. Yeah. I wonder... Well, I'm not going to... The song has an age as well as I, as I recall. It's, it's pretty I li- good. I like, I like it. it. I like it. It's a great yeah. song. It's, it's a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty new Jack it's Swing is New Jack Swing. Well, and right. literally they sample... Uh, what is it? New Jack Swing on my nuts. Yeah, but here's the thing about that video, which makes it impressive. This is 1991, a period of time. That entire video pretty much didn't exist 
or it wouldn't have existed without it mostly playing uh, young black men playing mu- their actual musician or instruments. There's a couple samples in there, but it's mostly. Yeah, of course there yeah. were samples, but but I don't know. The, it, I'm pretty sure you know this now at, at your late age, that samples and keyboards can coexist with electric guitar and drums. Dude, you're blowing my mind here. Okay, I know. But I mean, it was really, it was super impressive for that period of time. Like to watch, if you, I, I highly recommend anyone go back and watch that video. Nin- 1989, 1990, 1991, you know, pre like the roots coming up in like 98, uh, you don't see a lot of, in R&B, especially in rap, you don't see a lot of. That song was actually 93, but still, same okay. era. Okay, yeah, yeah, same era. Yeah, uh, you don't. You don't see a lot of guys, uh, but basically the video was like the, the 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 camera eye was focused on the musicians, and not what you normally would see in that kind of video. So it was super impressive to me, and the and the music musicianship was really. It sounded a little like Life Is a Highway with those guitar tones and stuff. <laughs> um, Tom Cochran. Yeah, it's like if you combine like New Jack Swing. It, it was the tail end of New Jack Swing, which, by the way, I fucking love. I thought that track was fun. Like just in just but in general, I like think that 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 video puts a lot into perspective uh, of Raphael Sadiq's later career. Like when he came back in, I don't actually know who that is. He's one of the Tonys. Oh yeah, he was one of the main dudes. I don't know if he's Wait, the one who his wrote. His name's not Tony. No, none of them were. Uh, yes, written by group member Raphael Wiggins. Well, uh, it maybe any relation to trip. Maybe it's Raphael Sadiq now, but Raphael Sadiq was one of the main guys in that, and he's been famous as a producer for like the last ten years, and as a musician and writer, and he's done his own records. Uh, in the I would say probably like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So Raphael Wiggins, it's probably Raphael Sadiq. So we have a we have a sense of like when new J- the New Jack movement started and when it kind of. Uh, wrapped up its state. out. But there's no, like, there's no just Jack, and there's not really, I mean, there is, but it's not really. Old Jack. Old Jack, yeah. Um, anyway, now I, well, I, well, we've I have got a soft new spot wave. Do that. we just have wave? Right, exactly. After a time, yeah, I yeah. would think. Anyway, no, it's, uh, it's a fun track, Ryan. Thanks, had a nice, man. had a nice groove. Could you dance to it? I could. <laughs> didn't <laughs> sat here watching video. I think my fingers danced to it a little bit. All yeah. right, yeah. I, was, I think there was the, there's the old guy head bob working in there. Anyway, should we get back into the item at hand and yeah, let's uh, do that? Let us. All right, spin it right round here like a record baby. So saith. Pitchfork, good storing is in the is oh, good storytelling is in the details. Not long into her fourth solo record, on the line, Jenny Lewis introduces a narcoleptic poet from Duluth with whom she spars over everything from Elliot Smith to Grenadine. We talked about that in the top half of the show. A father who used to sing a little ditty about all the years he threw away on heroin. An East Side girl called Caroline to whom a lover is bitterly lost. There's a mention of Candy Crush, Slip and Slides, Rambo, Marlboros, Meryl Streep's Tears. Dorothy's Ruby Slippers, Don Quixote, the rivalry between the Beatles and the Stones, the bridge in La Crosse, Wisconsin, a couple of different kinds of fancy cars, one disgusting sounding drink, and a truly staggering amount of illegal drugs. There's a lot going on in this record. I would assume uh, Hennessy and Red Bull is uh, a disgusting drink. drink. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm not taking the challenge, but... 
Maybe yeah, I don't think I don't think the both the challenge is to those flavors are pretty disgusting though. Hennessy's mm, Red Bull tastes like sweet tarts. Well, uh, no it doesn't. It tastes like nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Nah, is that like Zima or something? what is that? <laughs> I'd so much rather drink somebody Zima. Th- that Indian bread sense? Uh, yes, I eat sweet tarts quite quite often, and oh, no, it does not. There's a Don Was appearance on this record. Ringo Starr, Beck, Ryan Adams, Benmont Tench, and Don Was. You know who Benmont Tench was yeah. or is? Tell us, Ryan. He's a heartbreaker. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, you're exactly right. Uh, he's the is he lead guitarist? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's touring with Fleetwood Mac now. Okay, they're just gonna rustle up all the guys from the seventies. It's like uh, it's like Benmont Tench and uh, and uh, Neil Finn. Neil, yep. Are taking over for Neil Finn is are taking over for Lindsay. Oh yeah, okay. Look, yeah, they got they hired two guys to take over for Lindsey Buckingham. I can imagine Neil Finn needs the money, but anybody in Fleetwood Mac, goddamn, you must have had a serious cocaine, prostitute, or gambling habit that you still need, or all three. Well then, it is Fleetwood Mac. Well, part of part of that legend beyond, but they're like in their seventies now. Part part of that whole story was that the that during their heyday. Like rumors and beyond, and then we'll get back to the thing here. Was but basically the Eagles taught them how to do big, like overspend on tours, and they really fell in love with it. And so I think like when those guys were younger, they just spent a shit ton of money and didn't necessarily. Yeah, that. but they're they still are. They have the fabulously wealthy somewhere in the top five best selling albums of all time. Oh sure, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have any monies. They don't have the monies. Oh, right. they like to go out and and spend a lot on tour Sp- and spend money and then and then do like go over the top with the private jet stuff and some of that jazz. So I kind of got anyway. the impression with the whole Jenny Lewis and star-studded thing, and I didn't know any of it. I re- listened to this record twice. Yeah, I didn't know who played on it other than her and some studio musicians, as far as I knew. Yeah, uh, some. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it strikes me as like you know that deal where like you'll have like you know a, a rap song by a rapper come out <laughs> as, come as, out, as, as they do does, yeah. those hip hop dudes yeah. no but it'll be like you fe- ever heard a rap song like, by a hip hop dude rapper <laughs> yeah it'll be like featuring Ludacris and Ice Cube and you're like yeah okay like you just you know they're just throwing shit at the wall because people will listen to it and buy it and whatnot. I don't know it I just know, seems a little cynical to me. Maybe that's just me. If you are in the situation where, well, I mean, if you're you in a situation where you get to play Ringo with these Star, people, why the yeah. fuck would you not? Yeah. Oh, sure. No, and and it just feels like you could make a better sandcastle with them. Okay, Ryan, why don't you go out there and become a musician, and then I'm like, right say you wouldn't, you wouldn't, if you had the opportunity, take that opportunity. I'm gonna start uh, like fine tuning the electric French horn. So I'm not sure I understand <laughs> though. Are you saying that she should have like put a label on the front cover on one of her breasts that said no, but but you know that like the press kit when it goes out is going to be highlighting all the star studdedness. Yeah, but that's not what you think when you're in the studio creating it. I mean, because you said yourself you didn't know that all of these people were on. No, I didn't. Like musically, I didn't know it. I don't fault any of the choices that she made in terms of people that or or choices that were foisted upon her. Who the hell knows? Like. I don't like any of the people that she collaborated with. Sure, I totally get the argument that that it, given the opportunity, if somebody if Ringo Starr shows up, you're like, okay, yeah, give the guy a drum kit. 
but I just want it to be better. Like, that's all. I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, Mark? Listen to one more of these. Yeah, yeah. let's listen to one more. Uh, you you brought up at the top of the show, uh, Dogwood. You want to? I love that song. I, I love the piano stuff in the beginning. Yeah, why don't we check out Dogwood? Yeah. There's nothing we can do. from Pitchfork Take, specific to Dogwood. It says, on the sprawling ballad Dogwood, she starts off so quiet, you can hear the ambient studio noises, which I actually kind of listened to now that I had an idea that that was the case. You can sort of hear a little bit of some things moving around. She entertains a moody, according to this reviewer, moody Johnny Marish guitar interlude. That was for you, Shane. Then uh, floats into a stop the song, I just got a sang moment complete with warm layers of her own vocals and the percussion emitting a sort of subtle boom. Then poof, the memory falls away and she's back to just her piano and her faraway voice and her simple observations. The dogwood trees are in bloom again. I thought that that song um, is probably one of my, the ones that I was more drawn to on the record. Well, that piano was mournful. Like it, like you say, Johnny Marr, like I was thinking more like, uh, like asleep or something uh, from the Smiths, like just kind of like that little bit down tune, kind of mournful uh, piano. Still, I just her voice just kind of takes me out of it, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of her voice, but that's what I was saying at the top. Like you and I disagreed on this. Like I love the way the album sounds for the most part, but um, kind of want to just have a different singer <laughs> in there. That's just a little too much. Like Jello Biafra or something. That might be I'm telling you one of the best ideas you've ever presented. <laughs> or like like we could get like uh maybe um like the fat boys, like collectively. Yeah. Maybe a collaboration, Jello Biafra and the Fat Boys. No no no, get Jello Biafra out. We could do different remixes of it for each song. All right. So the fat boys could do one. Um Candyman. Maybe Are you listening to this, yeah. Jiggy Lewis? Gee, Lewis. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe she could do uh, a duet on one of the songs with Will Smith. There you go, dude. Like telling you, like we're just take over, just printing money over there. (laughs) Damn straight, man. Yeah, that's all we. That's all. See, that's all he did when he went to get his head straight. He was just just writing down ideas. You know what I did do? Like uh, I made like we we weren't further. Like the first week we were in there. We didn't have uh, our sister sent us a clock radio, and so we were able to like listen to the radio. That's the only way we were able to get music, but we couldn't have our phones or anything. But I had a spiral notebook, and I made my roommate, who's like two months older than me, 
but he loves 80s music. And so I wrote him down a giant playlist, front and back, plus another front of uh, single spaced, of like just songs that he he needs to check out from the 80s that he didn't know already. Uh, so yeah, he's I, blowing minds. I, I did think when he said he had a spiral notebook and he made his roommate. There was that pause, and I thought he thought you were gonna. He, he made a little paper sh- paper mache roommate. <laughs> so. Yeah, I missed him, so <laughs> they weren't gonna give him any scissors, so he had to yeah. like just tear it off with his teeth. Some Wilson oh, moment. I, I did talk to him like about a week and a half ago, and he's doing well. Oh, your little. Oh, you didn't bring him back, like little Raul in, in effigy. Yeah, <laughs> no, like the guy that you. Yeah. All right. All right, who's got the end? I've Kevin. got it. I've got it. I've got it. This is, I'm going to, let's just put a cap around this little bad boy. Um, we're going to listen to a track from a um, Philadelphia noise pop band called Empath. Uh, and the, the track is uh, uh, called Roses That Cry. Kind of like when you uh, you start to try and listen to something on your computer and you don't realize that you've got another tab open somewhere <laughs> in your browser. Ooh, and that was a really good summation of that. And, like you you're trying you to figure out where, where the fucking tab you're, you're is like, that's playing God the music. Goddamn pop-ups. You're like going, no, I guess that's all right. There like, was oh, some... wait, there's three tabs open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that that is not on Warner Brothers. Uh, no. Uh, I'm willing to bet that that shit is fun as fuck live. Oh, that's no. exactly what I thought. I was like, I was like, that. There's your mosh pit. Like, well, I like that vocals a lot, but she reminded me of like it was if uh, like Kim Gordon was less heavily sedated. You know, Sonic Youth. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, here's Kim the Gordon thing. Like, coffee. I could have. Yeah. If it didn't have to constantly be the drums, like I liked all the rest of the stuff, and I liked the drums, but it was like using the drums as though. Okay, so you know how like you start a song. Sometimes, like say you're a folk performer and the acoustic guitar is an integral part of you performing the song. That's what the drums were like on that song. It's an integral part of the song. It's like, no, 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 no. Drums are very different than acoustic guitar. Yeah. Like, it's fun uh, for a second. They're on Get Better Records. Uh, well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's aspirational, right? It's it's (laughs) apropos. (laughs) <laughs> just like the cover art, just like a shrug. <laughs> We're working on it. Well, maybe they just sent in their demos. <laughs> no, I do. I, think, I do I think it's a fun sounding. It is com- a uh, composition. Yeah, it is, and um, and I just like kind of like like what I had read up on it a little bit, 
Yeah, but if they whipped that like, up in an afternoon and put it laid down the track, I would not be surprised. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, we've covered entire records that have been done that way. That is true. So, anyway, yeah, that was Empath out of Philly. Uh, roses that cry. Those roses have been beat to tears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, who has next week? Jane, is it Jane? Jane. Jane. So okay. So originally, my thought was there's this is a shaping up to be like a 2012 year of music. I mean, there's some good ass shit that I've heard. But I didn't want a two two. I didn't want a two two. I didn't. Is that what the? Don't I mess with my, my two two. Sing that song all I've the time. I've been wanting to bring that in. Perfect some Did I ever? Did I do stroke it one time? Like it. I stroke it to the. Did I do that one time on the show? I think you had a dream. Oh well, okay, <laughs> fair enough. So anyway, so I decided let's not go back to back to back. I want to listen to that new Andrew Bird record. Um, the Billie Eilish, I'm really interested in mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff. But I, I, I said, I, I said to myself, self, self yeah. Let's not do two back to back super new records. And and I was thinking, uh, we don't do this genre very often. So Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. I'm down. So let's let's get some Ozzy on the table. Okay. Which it it, it it's actually kind of weird. Is this because I brought up the metal thing earlier? Nope. Okay. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I thought this up a couple weeks ago. We okay. haven't recorded right. in a few weeks. Yeah. But have we, we did Black Sabbath one time. We did Black we did. Sabbath. But yeah, we never did any solo Ozzy. We have not. Is this a Randy Rhodes record? No. Well, mm, I don't think so. I think he was on two records. I think one of them was uh, Blizzard no, 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 of Oz. It, it was Blizzard of Oz, which is the one that with Crazy Train and shit. I think this is the one. No, it is Randy Rhodes, because then after that was Howl at the Moon. That was post-Randy Rhodes. Hmm. So, anyway, lots to talk about, but next week we can do uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Diary of a Madman. Diary of a Madman. Please, somebody please like this show. It's too good. Like, after after they kicked out of Black Sabbath, he was just getting out there doing a tour, and he picked up some, like, country playing acoustic guitar. Playing coffee houses. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So confused. And he's still got all the makeup on and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So confused. All right. Diary Madman. Okay. Let's get out of here. All right. Till next go around. I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Shane. This is Somebody Likes It.